via CBC News Calgary. Catholics flocked the Calgary Church for a glimpse of 465-year-old saint's arm. Thousands of Calgary's faithful flocked to St. Albert the Great Church in Mackenzie Town on Sunday for the rare opportunity to see a 465-year-old relic. Devotees shed tears and prayed as they lined up for the opportunity to touch the glass encasing the arm of St. Francis Xavier, a missionary that blessed thousands around the world in the 1500s. The canonized saint's forearm has been making its way across Canada, though, although it's usually on display in Rome, the rest of the saint's body is entombed in Goa, India. Father John O'Brien is a member of the Society of Jesus, the same order that St. Francis belonged to. For Catholics, our spirituality is very physical, very tangible, he said, explaining that the veneration of relics is a concrete way for devotees to experience their faith, like the sacraments of holy water or the wine and bread of communion. Calgary is the fourth city he's visited with the relic. The forearm will be on display again on Monday at the St. Michael Catholic Community Church from 6 till 10 before it makes its way to Vancouver. via MTL blog, Health Canada warning, don't eat laundry pods, even though they look delicious. An internet joke has gone so far lately that Health Canada has forced to issue a warning. The joke is simple, Tide laundry pods look delicious. They seriously do. And people have been coming up with all sorts of recipes and food items that should be available in, in quotations, Tide pod flavor. Some people think they look so tasty, they've even decided to create edible candy versions. Only now Health Canada is getting worried, so they had to reissue a warning that was originally aimed at children, but just to make sure no one actually tries to eat the delicious looking laundry pods. And if you go to Twitter and you go to at GovCamHealth, there's a posting that says sometimes it's not that easy to tell the difference. Do you know the health risks of eating hashtag laundry pods? And click to find out more. And that's from the government of Canada. People, don't eat laundry pods. Don't eat Tide Pods, please. Just don't. Via Daily Hive Calgary, the Great Canadian Kilt Skate is happening in Calgary next month. Get ready to unleash your inner Scott Calgary. The fourth annual Great Canadian Kilt Skate returns this winter. On February 11th, the Calgary Olympic Plaza Skating Rink will be decked out with tartan-clad skaters, giving Calgarians the opportunity to embrace Scottish culture in a totally Canadian way. But don't worry if you're feeling like bearing your legs. Kilts are completely optional. I think that's wrong. Anyways, the Kiltscape was created by the Scottish Society of Ottawa to celebrate the bicentennial of Canada's first Prime Minister, Sir John M. Macdonald. The original skate took place in Ottawa and slowly over time other Canadian cities joined in. This year, five other Canadian cities will be participating in the festivities, including Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Saskatoon and North Glengarry. So get your skates and kilts ready, Calgary. It's time to show off your Scottish pride. It's on February 11th from 12 to 4, and it's at Olympic Plaza in downtown Calgary. VSCBC Calgary. Free cat snuggles available at Calgary Airport to calm weary travelers and staff. Cats have a bit of a reputation for being standoffish, or at least picky about whom they'd like to cuddle with and where. But Taz, a short-haired tabby cat, is breaking that stereotype at the Calgary International Airport. Dressed in a cherry red vest that reads PET ME in all capital letters, he's one of two cats that regularly visits the airport with the Pet Access League Society, PALS for short, offering free snuggles to anyone who wants one. 
He's just super loving and super cuddly, said owner and pals volunteer Heather Rutherford. The program ails, aims to reduce anxiety and stress that can be associated with delayed flights or long lines. Also helps to cheer passengers who miss their pets back home. Rutherford was a volunteer with the Stress Reducing Therapy Dogs program at the airport, which began in April 2016. When she adopted Taz in October 2016, she recognized he'd make a great addition to the four-legged airport team, given his gentle personality that just loved everybody, she said. She got him screened and approved to volunteer at the airport and said she's had nothing but positive feedback since then. Peggy Blacklock, manager of airport community management, said the cats are just as popular with the staff as they are with the travelers, if not more so. They have quite a fan base among the employee base here at YYC, she said. via Dished and Daily Hive YYC. Great Canadian ketchup cake is a thing, but opinions on it are mixed. Move over Red Velvet. In a country where ketchup chips are a national treasure, of course ketchup cake is a thing. The recipe for the Great Canadian Ketchup Cake has appeared on bottles of the beloved condiment for years, and is published online on the Craft Canada website, as well as allrecipes.com. Layered with, bear with me, cream cheese frosting, the ruby red dessert could almost pass for red velvet, though the recipe calls for half a cup of the tangy, tomato-based condiment, in addition to tra traditional cake ingredients, including butter, flour, sugar, and spices. A recent post on Reddit has introduced the unusual recipe to a whole new generation of skeptical home cooks and Pinteresters. While the name ketchup cake might not sound specifically appetizing, among the people who have made it and ate the cake, Reviews of the recipe are surprisingly positive, and uh, on their article there's a screen cap of at least 5 out of 6 5-star reviews. Positive. No word if it goes well with fries. Via CBC News, Stop Feeding the Birds, BC Town Overrun by Dozens of Wild Turkeys. Wild turkeys have become such a problem in one small BC interior community that the regional district is considering a bylaw that would prohibit people from feeding them. Roughly 100 turkeys can be found roaming the streets around Edgewater, BC, roosting in local trees and causing extensive property damage by defecating in private yards and breaking tree branches. I've got about 60 or 70 of them living in my trees, said resident Mark Holmes. The birds are huge, big clumsy birds. They end up knocking off huge amounts of foliage and twigs. Holmes said the birds sometimes roost together, overloading large tree branches and causing them to snap off. He said there is currently a 10-foot branch tangled up in the top of my crabapple tree. The mess that they make when they roost is really quite astonishing, but there's also some concern about the safety of small children on their way to school, said Gary Wilkie, fellow Edgewater resident and area director for the regional district of East Kootenai. They can be somewhat intimidating. Holmes and Wilkie both agree that the birds, which are not native to the area, will continue to be a problem as long as residents keep feeding them. BC's Wildlife Act set, states that a person must not intentionally feed or attempt to feed dangerous wildlife, but Wilkie said that the law does not go far enough when it comes to turkeys. Wilkie said Edgewater should consider implementing its own bylaw prohibiting turkey feeding, similar to a bylaw recently introduced in Radium Hot Springs, BC. Wilkie also said hunting the birds is not an option, as it is legal, illegal to hunt within city limits. 
Meanwhile in Canada is your briefing for funny, strange, and odd news from the Great White North. Subscribe to get your daily update of what's happening in Canada. Meanwhile in Canada Briefing is a positive production of Hangar Cat Media. Hey everyone, this is Sebastian, and this is your Meanwhile in Canada News Briefing.